Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Lucia Chachulovic. I am an investment writer at Julius Baer, and I will start off today's episode with an overview of what has happened in the markets. Now, looking back to stock markets yesterday, it was a rather choppy trading session in the US with stocks alternating between gains and losses. But all three major indices, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq Composite ended the day higher, putting all three averages on pace to snap a three-week losing streak. Still, stocks remain under pressure as expectations of a 75 basis point rate hike this month grew after Fed Chair Jerome Powell said again that he is strongly committed to bringing down inflation. Treasuries held their retreat overnight, leaving the policy-sensitive two-year yield near the highest since 2007. Now, leaving the US and taking a look at Asia-Pacific, markets have been higher there following Powell's inflation comments. Meanwhile, China's consumer inflation came in at 2.5% year-on-year in August, lower than the 2.7% recorded in July. Producer prices increased 2.3% for the month, also slower than the 4.2% from July. The lower-than-expected inflation figures give the People's Bank of China room to maintain its current monetary stance. And now looking at Europe, European markets closed higher yesterday after the European Central Bank announced a 75 basis point interest rate rise. It is the highest rate hike on record and the ECB said it expects to raise interest rates further because inflation remains far too high and is likely to stay above target for an extended period. The pan-European stock 600 index ended the day up 0.5%, with banking and financial services stocks leading the gains up 2.3 and 1.2% respectively. Retail stocks led losses, closing down 1.5%. Now, in the UK, new Prime Minister Liz Truss announced a stimulus package to help with soaring energy bills, but UK politics is taking a backseat as the world mourns the death of Queen Elizabeth II. In commodities, oil prices are slightly higher this morning, but are heading for a second week of losses due to worries that central banks' aggressive rate hikes and China's COVID-19 curbs will hurt demand. Gold prices are up this morning, helped by a dip in the US dollar, but expectations of more interest rate hikes kept further gains. In crypto, Bitcoin is up today, trading above the 20,000 US dollar mark. So what can we expect for the day ahead? European stocks are set to open higher following gains in the US and Asia, while the euro advanced. EU officials meet in Brussels to discuss an emergency intervention in energy markets, and the region's finance ministers meet in Prague. US President Joe Biden travels to Ohio to attend the groundbreaking of a new Intel facility and discuss the CHIPS Act. Expected data include production figures for France, Spain and Austria and the Bank of England's Inflation Attitudes survey. That's all from me. I would now like to hand over to David Cole, our chief economist, who has a comment for us on the European Central Bank. Good morning. So the European Central Bank yesterday hiked rates by 75 basis points. Uh, that was in line with uh, consensus expectations. Uh, we as Julius Baer thought uh, they will do less. But the real surprise was actually that the um, European Central Bank, uh, with her, the president, uh, Madame Lagarde, 
hinted at uh, that more is to come, um, not only that uh, interest rates will move back to a neutral level, but really that the European Central Bank intends here to go really in a restrictive stance in terms of monetary policy, in terms of to bring inflation down. Uh, on uh, And this is really uh, a, an approach which had been already highlighted of other central banks. Um, the US Fed hinted that at Jackson Hole, uh, the Bank of England hinted that uh, in uh, several forecasts. Uh, so this is really the surprise. The ECB is getting much more hawkish, addressing inflation. And this is, of course, the overall uh, intention here of the central bank to bring inflation down. Um, that uh, was uh, the real surprise in terms of hawkish surprise uh, from the European Central Bank. Uh, we expect now that the European Central Bank will continue uh, with further rate hikes uh, in the next meeting is in October. Uh, so a 50 basis point rate hike, not the same amount uh, as yesterday, uh, will be probably on the cards. And um, of course, headwinds now for economic growth in the Eurozone uh, are increasing. Uh, from this uh, monetary policy tightening. Um, what's the good news is definitely so that uh, financial markets have digested this move so far uh, quite smoothly. Uh, um, and uh, going forward, we think that monetary policy up to a certain point uh, in the Eurozone uh, will be tighter and uh, has to be tighter uh, until then. And uh, needs to be say if the economy can digest that. So bottom line here from the European Central Bank, uh, monetary policy becomes a, a further or a stronger headwind than previously expected. We expect further rate hikes uh, addressing here the high inflation rate in the Eurozone. That's all from my side and back to you. Thank you very much, David. If you want to learn more about how central banks are fighting inflation and what it all means for fixed income investors, you can listen to our latest Beyond Markets podcast on this topic. Now moving on to the world of crypto, we have Karsten Menke, head of Next Generation Research with us this morning, who is going to share his insights on the latest in the digital assets space. Thank you very much, Lucia. Good morning from my side. Well, one of the most exciting events in crypto history is finally underway, the so-called merge of the Ethereum blockchain. What is this merge about? Well, it will see Ethereum transition from the energy-intensive proof-of-work consensus mechanism to a proof-of-stake consensus mechanism. An important step has already been achieved this week, so the Bellatrix software upgrade went through, which essentially prepares and enables the new POS-based beacon chain to execute transactions. This sounds simpler than it is, as for example, 5% of the validators dropped offline during the process. This week's upgrade will be followed by the official merge event, where the main chain will transition to the beacon chain, expected to take place between September 13th and 15th. If successfully implemented, the highly awaited transition would represent the completion of the second phase of the planned three-phase development process for the Ethereum network. Often misunderstood, the merge will not have an immediate material impact on lowering transaction fees and improving transaction throughput levels. What it does, however, is bringing down Ethereum's energy consumption by more than 99%. These much-touted benefits are likely to come during the final phase of the so-called Ethereum 2.0 upgrade named sharding and anticipated to take place by the end of 2023 only.
While it remains to be seen whether the transition to proof-of-stake will ultimately be successful in achieving the benefits of improved scalability and low transaction fees, the merge has undoubtedly improved investor sentiment towards the ETH token. Despite the persistently strong headwinds we see from tightening monetary policy for crypto, which we think are remaining in the driving seat for the asset class as a whole, we've also witnessed tentative signs of Ethereum decoupling from the broader asset class more recently. While the total market capitalization of all digital assets has fallen back towards US dollar 1 trillion again, with Bitcoin only trading at around 10% above uh, the crisis lows of earlier this year, Ethereum, on the other hand, is currently trading at around 80% above this year's lows. So despite some degree of execution risk involving the merge, these latest indications of decoupling reinforce our view that as investors become more educated and more sophisticated in cryptos, we will also see a greater differentiation by investors and ultimately increased decoupling of single tokens from the broader asset class. That's it from my side. Back to you, Lucia. Thanks a lot, Karsten. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. I wish you all a great day ahead and hope that you'll join us again soon. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.